Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. I'm one of your host, Blessing. Adelia Jr. Joining me is the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. A morning filled with bare naked ladies you know. and Limp Biscuit. Yeah. L and B. Limp Limp and Biscuit. <laughs> Andy, can I say I've been seeing you on my TikTok? It's popping up randomly as I've been scrolling through, just playing some Liza P. Mm. Just casually. When I see you, I stop. I stopped by and I hang out for like a good three minutes. Tap that little heart a little bit. Tap that oh, little heart. Can I give you like the, what, like the strawberries or whatever? I get that every once in a while. I don't know what they do. Yeah. But every time. I think you're supposed to like, do like, and then like, a, ooh, strawberry. And like, do you like, ooh. Gang gang. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Gang, with gang. the GGs. Gang gang. Well, yeah. whenever I end one of those TikTok stream sessions, which by the way, I've been getting trolled and getting reported for like last night's stream where I was streaming the Another Crab's Treasure demo. Mm. I got flagged for misinformation. <laughs> Somebody reported the stream. They thought from, it was a different crab game. I, get, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't know what's happening. I feel like it's really easy to kind of troll the system, unfortunately. Mm. But What were you talking about while playing another crab treasure? Was, well, was it like, were there, you talking about the debate, the presidential debate? Well, honestly, there was a guy who was like, well, do you think Biden's been a good president? <laughs> like that, <laughs> that at one point happened. Um, but, and I think that's probably maybe what got me reported. Because uh, I was like, well, no, not really. But, you know, some good stuff has happened, but not overall not great. Um, but whenever I end these TikTok streams, I'll see... The money rolling in, bless. Oh yeah, like from all the strawberries? your transaction report today. Let me let me look at it right now. Your transaction report today for this stream was one dollar seventeen cents. Oh, it's rolling in, bless. It's rolling in. Okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should do one of those AI streams. Eighty-seven cents for yesterday's. That's insane. Crazy. Funny enough, yeah. <laughs> coming off, you talking about Joe Biden, right? I, <laughs> I was scrolling on a TikTok. I came across a random ass TikTok of George Bush speaking Spanish. Like he was being interviewed in, in somewhere in South America. And he oh. was like giving a full interview in Spanish. Wow. And I was like, I didn't know he spoke Spanish. That's impressive. And for a second, I was like, man, <laughs> you know, maybe he wasn't all bad. George. Listen, war in the Middle East. Yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe that wasn't great. But the man spoke Spanish. War crimes, but you're bilingual. <laughs> He's bilingual, you know what I mean? You know, that's, that's better than me. Like, I'm, yeah, I didn't, haven't done war crimes yet as that I know of, but you know. I'm not fully bilingual, so. There you go. Right in the middle Damn. of Hispanic Heritage Month. George Bush shown up by Spanish. George Bush, <laughs> dude. crazy. W. Oh, wild, wild straight, wild straight. W. Have you finished Lies P yet? Uh, I am starting Chapter 12. I just okay. finished Chapter 11. I will not say the boss that I fought. Um. But oh, let I me just I saw, say, I saw you fighting this boss. Let me just say a baddie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. A, just a, a like ten out of ten baddie. Yeah. How was um, how was another Shabs treasure treasure? Great demo, great demo. Had oh, a fun yeah. time with it. Uh, it was essentially the same tutorial. There's two sections in the another Crabs demo treasure. 
you're not aware of this, this is a game that uh, I think Blessing played for one of GDC yeah. when the devs were here. And then I got to demo it at Summer Game Fest and was really mad that I couldn't beat the boss and I couldn't go back for the boss fight because I had to play some stupid game called Armored Core 6 mm. over there. I had to go watch Armored Core 6 at the From Software booth. But I the, this section is essentially, uh, there's a little tutorial section and then there's a bit tougher of a Souls-like experience. Another Crab's Treasure is basically SpongeBob but Dark Souls. It is pretty punishing and tough. There's a lot of really nice assist modes and accessibility stuff that you can add on to make the parry timing larger, add extra health, do extra damage, and you can also give Krill a gun, which is awesome. There's an accessibility. That's the player. That's the, the crab main character's as. name is Krill. And there's an option in the assist mode that says give Krill a gun. Hell yeah. And the shell that Krill wears is just a straight up Glock. <laughs> and hell yeah and it just like shoots whenever it's so freaking cute it's adorable this game is again don't expect it to be if you're not if you're playing like at full difficulty don't expect just an adorable little romp mm -hmm. it's cute as hell but it is tough and punishing really cool boss fight at the end though of the main demo and i'm looking really forward to it and does it have a release date 2024 overall. Gotcha. 2024 overall. And I got really sad when it was delayed. I was like, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. We don't need more we games. We have a lot of Souls likes this year anyway. We don't need any more, you know? Like, I feel like the Soul, if they had a category at the Game, game Awards for, like, best Souls, like, you're, you're already competing with Liza P. You're probably going to be competing with Lords of the Fallen. Oh, my God. Throw Warlong Fallen Dynasty in there. Yeah, that happened. We can we can throw Armored Core in there just because, like, it's not a Souls like, but, like, it's from software, so it's close enough. Like, it's already a stat category. Yeah. But, yeah, get to 2024. That's why I've been saying, like, it's so, it's, it's one of those weird, you know those weird riddles where they say, like, um, I, I, I gave birth to you, but I am not your mother. Who am I? You know, like, those weird mm. riddles where you're like, oh, you were the doctor the whole time. Like, just weird yeah. kind of, you know, the weirdest riddle this year is that, like, an amazing Souls game came out this year, and it wasn't Armored Core, or it wasn't, it wasn't from Software who made it. Yeah, That's like possibly multiple amazing ones once we get to Lords of the Fallen. Because genuinely, like, I'm excited for that one. You got to check I it out, I got to demo, right? yeah. And, like, some of the boss design in that is looking insane. I was just kind of peeking through the window yeah, as you were like, doing oh, what it. Yeah, like, what does that look like? I was, like, drooling a little creep outside. I mean, you have to wait too long to see because that game comes out later this month alongside Spider-Man. And I'm wait too. It's Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Jeez, and Sonic, the, in the new Sonic game. Stop! It's happening, everybody. It's happening. But enough about all that. Let's talk about today's stories, which include the story behind Hyenas, Assassin's Creed reviews, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and a week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code KindoFunny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, a new Kind of Funny Games cast is up right now, and it's our review of Assassin's Creed Mirage. That's up over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Um, and also, we're joined by the one and only Jarrett Green, who did the review Woo! for IGN. So go check that out. A special guest that we've never had before. Jarrett, how's that review? 
Uh, it was a fun one. It was it was great to have Jarrett. Uh, I have not been able to talk to him for you know more than a, a, a few times here and there on Twitter in a, a long time. So it was just really nice to be able to catch up with him and talk about Assassin's Creed and talk Hell about yeah. Mirage and how we're all really enjoying it. So yeah, it was a fun time. Don't I, look at the comments though. Don't never don't never read the, the comments. Yeah, I haven't read never, the comments don't. since twenty twenty. <laughs> A lot of people are upset that I didn't just give the store uh, the score, and then we just ended the video right there. You know, just Fair respond enough. to uh, only respond to the good stuff. You know, mm. yeah. I don't think I've opened Reddit in years. At least our Reddit. I've like I've checked out other Reddits for other podcasts, and I'm like, damn, y'all are wilding about this podcast. I can't imagine yeah. what they're saying about oh, yeah. us. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I pop in there every once in a while. There's there's I mean, whether you like it or not, it's it's a it's a complaint. Box, of course you know yeah. and like uh, that's kind of understandable it's it's that's why i always try to mirror what greg says where give praise to the things you love and shout out the things you enjoy that's why i'm always tweeting out like i great episode of whatever podcast it's usually dan levitar that i'm tweeting out and like mm. great episode of the besties great you know like uh, there's definitely not enough of that and you don't want the internet to be a place just to go complain about stuff but there's yeah there's always you know there, there's definitely some some good eggs yeah in that, and that's why that I, I appreciate the one and only janet garcia because janet she reads through all the comments like negative and positive and all that stuff and she knows that i don't read comments and so she'll find positive ones and just send them to me mm. and i'm like you know what that's a good system. Filter. Yeah, you're like you're like my own personal filter. Where Janet, like she's getting the get, she's getting Janet's angry and all a, that stuff janet's too. a real one for that a little yeah. Brita filter right there that's yeah good. a little janet filter that's awesome uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool and Delaney Twining. Terry brought to you by Rocket Money, Shady Rays, and DoorDash. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. It's a lengthy one. All right. It's a big report from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Canceled Hyenas was Sega's biggest budget game ever, it is claimed. Uh, I'm, I've pared this down, but even while pared down, it's still a longer article. And so I support you guys to go over to VGC, give them the click, read through the full article. I'm going to read through my own pared down version, which is still most of the article because there's a lot of interesting tidbits in here. But here we go. I'm going to open it up on my iPad right now just to give I'm, I'm going to leave it on there as well. Yeah. Because you want all the I'm you want the ads down. to you like want, roll. Yeah, you want all them ads to roll. New alleged details on the development of Sega and Creative Assembly's canceled live service shooter, Hyenas, have been published, including claims that it was Sega's biggest budget game ever before the company pulled the plug. The Japanese publisher announced last week that it was canceling the multiplayer shooter, quote, and some unannounced titles under development in Europe, following at least six years of development on the project. Developer Creative Assembly has suggested the game was canceled due to ambitious plans and high competition in the multiplayer shooter space. However, a new video published by Total War YouTuber Valound, corroborated by VGC's own sources, features claims from anonymous developers that a lack of direction, disruptive engine change, and overly cautious design contributed to its downfall. VGC has asked Sega for a comment on the story. One anonymous developer wrote, quote, So what went wrong? Total lack of direction. Many of the leadership asleep at the wheel, but they never seem to lose their jobs. An engine change partway through the process, attempting to break into a saturated market and not committed to doing anything adventurous with the game, end quote. 
Hyenas, or Project Keaton, as it was known then, was greenlit after the critical success but commercial disappointment of Alien Isolation, following which the Creative uh, Assembly console team delivered the work-for-hire project Halo Wars 2, which is also claimed to have sold modestly. Creative Assembly's management wanted to create a console game with broader commercial potential, with Destiny, Escape from Tarkov, and PUBG cited as inspiration. The game was a PvPvE shooter with support for up to 15 players in teams of three. The goal of players was to break into vaults spread across the map, battling AI enemies as well as other player teams, looting merch, and escaping the ship alive. The game was originally planned to use the Alien Isolation engine, but due to frustration with its tools, it was decided that the game would switch to Unreal Engine, which required a portion of the team to be temporarily moved to, to work on Total War. In 2019, before Hyenas had been announced, Creative Assembly's Twitter account posted a photo of Hollywood director Neil Blomkamp visiting its offices. According to its sources, the District 9 and Elysium director was a big fan of Alien Isolation, and his trip to the studio was more than a social visit, as he was actually providing feedback on the game's overall direction. At some point, Creative Assembly parted ways with Blomkamp, and Hyenas was eventually announced during a live stream in June 2022. Hyenas is believed to have been one of the super games Sega often referred to in its financial results, ambitious, big-budget titles it hoped would pay off with big sales in the future. Although it's not public knowledge how much Sega invested in Hyenas, former developers told VGC they believe it was the company's biggest budget ever for a game, beating 1999's Shenmue, which was once claimed to have cost $70 million. Uh, I got a follow-up tweet here from what Darren says on Twitter, who tweeted out, I was in the boardroom where they presented Hyenas game concept uh, internally in 2017. Quote, PUBG, Overwatch, Destiny, and Tarkov will take five years to make. It was soul-crushing to see uh, that's how games were made by my favorite studio. Such a waste. Hope the impact is minimal. Andy, I know you as a multiplayer guy. I, were you interested in Hyenas? Was that one that you were keeping an eye on? Hyenas was one of the many that we've been talking about and yeah. kind of... You know, having our own criticisms with with being such a saturated market and so many of these games having trouble entering and finding their own fan base. Hy Hyenas was always one of those that we referenced in that sort of uh, storied PlayStation Direct or PlayStation State of Play where we saw yeah. all of the different, the showcase or whatever, all of their Concord, different... Concord, Fair Games, like Marathon, all these shooters slash extraction slash ongoing games where it's like all right cool i'm sure this is gonna have a battle pass and you're probably gonna want to be giving people skins and you're probably going you're going after the tarkovs the PUBGs, the overwatches of the world right hyenas felt like it could have fit in that puzzle real easily of like if playstation announced that from like one of their many studios that they're partnering with you would have been like okay yeah this looks like the rest of them yeah uh i, I always got the vibes of um what was cliffy b's canceled lawbreakers, lawbreakers yeah yeah with the zero g sort of elements implemented which I, did come out and was was pretty fun. Oh, Lawbreakers did come out. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a, that was a, a decent time. Yeah, I had fun with that game. But yeah, I mean, this is just you know more of a tragic tale. You know, I think in I didn't think this story could get sadder somehow um, because when the game gets canceled before it even comes out, it obviously had several play tests and had a small fan base, but seemed pretty passionate um, just based on reading a lot of the comments on the announcement that it was being canceled. I was not, uh, yeah, I wasn't aware that this story could get more of a, could become more of a bummer, but then to hear that it is one of the biggest budget games they've ever worked on, and in addition to having Blomkamp kind of, you know, consulting in the way that Del Toro 
can kind of consult on games yeah. with vision and world and stuff like that. Yeah, even more of a massive bummer. And plus, less Sonic uh, implementation right there. Yeah, right? Like, less opportunities for Sonic to make a splash. <laughs> to make a splash. Games. Make a splash. <laughs> yeah, this is one that is surprising for me yeah for how big budget it was right like when they first announced hyenas it was kind of announced in a low-key way where it just appeared on a trailer on youtube well i had i had seen hyenas many times and it's probably based on my algorithms and the games that i'm searching for and looking for mm -hmm. especially when me and mike are googling games to play for stream um we googled fair games quite a bit we googled um the finals yeah. And hyenas in the finals were always super easy to mix up because of their like the the aesthetic, right? The super edgy aesthetic, the neon colors, the big bold fonts, like it has a great look to it. Yeah. It had a great look. I mean, to I would it. even throw X Defiant in there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's an I mean, I think X Defiant I always just knew as like the Call of Duty kind of okay. clone, but hyenas was always meant to be more of the the PVP P, PVE PV PVPVEVPVPE. Yeah. EVPBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBBB
better and we are able to see you know where the money is act was actually put into because what mm -hmm. like from my perspective i am extremely surprised at how much money that there's claiming that this thing costs and claiming that it is like one of the most expensive things they worked on mainly because i wasn't seeing any real like dev diary type things to show like this is where the budget was going to with the most advanced ai you've ever seen in a video game or the most insane graphics you've seen come into home consoles and home PCs. I, I got to assume that a lot of this budget they're talking about is just mismanagement. And it oh, is just yeah. decisions that weren't really made well. And, you know, a lot of waffling between, you know, should we go with this engine? Should we stick with Unreal? Should we stick with our own thing? Like, that's the problem that I'm having with all yeah. of this announcement is like, where was this budget going? I think it's the fact that this game was in development for so long, right? And like we talk about it where when games get delayed, right? We always, we always praise devs and like talk about how like, oh yeah, just delay the game, just delay the game. But when, in, in, when you look internally, if you delay a game a year, guess what? You're paying people, you're paying a big team full, um, you know, full-time wage to work on this thing for an extra year. That is hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars that you're spending and like pour, uh, pouring down on this thing, right? And like, you know, delaying is often the right decision, but in a case like this where it is, hey, we got this idea, hey, we're changing engines midway through. Oh man, like, you know, right here, they also talk about lack of direction. They talk about overly cautious design. And I think it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things. I think it's, you know, it taking so long, but then also these games not being easy to make. I, I, I think that's another thing you point to too, where it's like, all right, cool. Like we've seen so many examples of create, single-player action games we've seen from sega great platformers great rpgs and this and the thing like persona right i think the examples of those big super game uh fortnite style titles are so few and far between like really we can only name a few that are operating on that level it's it's fortnite it's call of duty right like apex is somewhere in the conversation below them right but like those are few and far between when you're talking about the hit successes. And I think a lot of people are going after the hit successes. And I think even with the amount of budget, are you going to be able to place yourself in that market alongside them to actually like compete? I don't know. In terms of the marketing, right? Like I would even look at X Defiant and, and, and say X Defiant has been doing a better job of talking about that game. Yeah. You know, like X Defiant in terms of the game itself, I think it's fine. Like I, I, it's not like the, I don't think it's apex levels. I don't think it's one that's going to change the world. Right. I don't think it's terrible either. I think it hits like this range of, Oh no, I had fun playing X Defiant. And when it officially comes out, I might get in a few matches. I might play it for a week and then I might put it down. Right. We'll see. But at the very least, I really liked the communication on it. And you can see where they're putting their efforts because it was, years ago now that they had that original um close beta where it was all right let's get people in i remember trying it and being like oh, that seems fine um but then over the years again they talk about it they show about they, they show hey this is what we're doing hey like we wanted to come out here but we couldn't make certain so we're coming out at this time instead um hey we're listening to your feedback so much of that i think goes a long way it's the same with that when you look at um early access games like Hades, where like Hades comes out in early access mm -hmm. and it comes out in a certain state. And then over time, and you put Baldur's Gate 3 in this conversation as well, over time you get to that final release and now you've had all the feedback from fans and you've been able to implement all those things that people want in the game and launch like that and make them a big success. I think Hyenas, if it was to be a, let's say if they had a version that can come out the door a few years into its development and have it be a fan feedback thing of, hey, we're launching, we're doing a soft launch here, early access we're going to work on it and we're going to take in all the feedback because ultimately like we're making something that's going to live and breathe by the community if we're able to get the community to then you know tell us what they want and like have us 
you know, build off of that and then put out a final version that is, all right, now, now here's, here's Hyenas 1.0 that we all love, we all enjoy. I think that would be the way to do it. But even then, like, I don't think you, look, you can look at it as a super game. You know, I don't think super games are things that you're able to green light from the ground floor and then end up putting out. You know, I think it is, you got to start from ground zero and just like make a thing that people like and then build on it. And then eventually it turns into a super game like a PUBG or like right. a Fortnite. I, I do hope that we get, yeah, I, great job by Andy Robinson and everybody reporting on this. If we could get more info on it, I think it'd be interesting to find out maybe when they started noticing a some sort of negative decline mm. in you know, whether those signs were there way early on in development or whether in the last year they're like, hey, this probably isn't going to happen. Because when you have a game this massive and the general public doesn't even know when quote-unquote playtests are happening, mm. th th that needs to be a big deal. You need to be able to talk and have like massive news that, uh, for example, when Hyperlight Breaker goes into early access, I'm going to be talking nonstop about it. Mm. I, I hope that everybody is talking about the game that day. When Hades went into, like you just mentioned Hades, when Hades went into early access, hey, we're starting it right now, downloaded right now, the game isn't out yet, but this is kind of what our vision is. When a game is this expensive, if it was just a low-budget whatever game that hop into early access, no big deal, but when it's something this expensive with this much name behind it, you, like, you can't be having these early access little periods that n nobody knows about. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and I, if, I, wonder, I, would, I would love to be a fly in the wall. There's just in, no hype behind it. I would love to be there in like the Sega offices with like the, the, the people that are having these conversations of, you know, during the day that the, that the original trailer for Hyenas came out and when they saw the initial response. Because I'll think that for something this expensive, you'd want, the, you'd want to set the world on fire. Like, you'd want the timeline to be going crazy about it. The timeline was not going crazy. Like, I remember the, the trailer coming out and, be, and being like, oh, they're doing this Hyenas game. And, like, I think we might have mentioned it on a Games Daily. We might have, like, actually, I think it might have been, like, at the end of a Games Daily or something or maybe right after an episode where I saw it and went, oh, cool, all right, cool. Like, they're making a shooter, right? But it was the same exact response of when PlayStation announced Concord and Marathon and all these things were like, oh, all right, cool. We'll see how this thing goes, but not necessarily a, oh, I got to show up and like check this yeah, out. Yeah, this is, this is massive. This is, uh, hey, new Call of Duty is available right now. Like uh, they're, yeah. right now they're having an uh, early access or whatever, um, closed beta, closed alpha, open alpha, whatever the hell you're calling it. That needs to be a, a bigger thing as opposed to me scrolling on Twitter and seeing a promoted feed for, a promoted tweet for hyenas. Yeah. And I, I, and don't I think that's have what, any, I don't know what that is. You know, <laughs> I think that's where apex got it right. Also where apex came out was announced and released. Like I think either the same day or like the, it was next the same day. day yeah. yeah. Like it came out and all of a sudden people could immediately play it and it could speak for itself. Now, granted, and they, like they previewed it with like, uh, with press, like, like, like big streamers before. and stuff like that who are familiar with the genre and stuff. And so they were able to get like that real big like push of hype and then it like immediately released. Also, in the same year that they put out Jedi Fallen Order, which is still which insane. Which is insane. To me. And, yeah. and that's actually what I was going to, um, uh, you know, get to is the fact that, hey, that's Respawn. Like, Respawn is a fucking proven, known, like, they know how to make a good-feeling shooter, right? Like, they know how to make really good games. I would even extend the same to Bungie. Like, Bungie, I know I mentioned Marathon in the list before, right? And, like, Marathon is one where I'm sure people are going to be excited about it because it's Bungie, but could you imagine if, if they were like, hey, Marathon, a new game by Bungie, 
is available right now for you to play or available in early access for you to play right now so that it can, it can speak for itself as opposed to just a trailer where you don't get much right a trailer and then a playstation blog post that is oh this is i forget what it was now what pvpve or extraction i forget what word what buzz terms they used because i can mix them up with any of their games yeah. but like you know i think that is a more exciting and viable way to do it if the proof is in the pudding and that's the thing that worried me about, uh, about worries me about hyenas is if they were to do it in the apex way is the proof in the pudding like is hyenas actually was it going to be good enough to actually have that stamp and have people go oh shit y'all need to check this thing out this is the developer of titanfall you don't really have that exactly hyenas, right man. it's like well this is the developer of total war <laughs> it's like well people like total war i guess but in alien isolation is that going to translate to a multiplayer thing who knows i guess we'll never see it didn't yeah story number two we got an Assassin's Creed Mirage review roundup for you. Like I mentioned earlier, there's a games cast up right now featuring our lead reviewer, Barrett Courtney, talking all about his thoughts on it. I know Greg touched the game as well. Uh, Jarrett from IGN, uh, who reviewed it for IGN, is there as well. Go check that out. But for now, the game is sitting on Metacritic at a 77 and on OpenCritic at a 76. Jarrett Green from IGN gave it an 8 out of 10 and says, Assassin's Creed Mirage's return to the stealthy style that launched the series doesn't do everything right, but everything it does feels like it was done with purpose. This means a, sh a shorter game with a smaller map, fewer collectibles, smaller scope in combat, and a limited selection of gear to play with, all of which I found refreshing relative to the arguably bloated scale of 100-hour games like Odyssey and Valhalla. It also means an overly simplistic plot with mostly forgettable characters, but what the story lacks in depth, it makes up for with its straightforward quest progression and fast pacing. Though there's no big standout wow moment, Baghdad is a beautiful location in its own right, and the world's detail is focused inward, making every alley and, ho and hovel feel well-traveled and full of detail and history. I'd recommend Mirage to anyone who's lapsed on Assassin's Creed, uh, as its back-to-basics approach is a successful first step in returning the feeling that the earlier industry-defining games gave me so long ago. Matt Miller at Game Informer gave it an 8 out of 10 and says, Concerns about the conclusion aside, I still had a wonderful time in Baghdad's ancient alleys and palaces. Not everything is perfect, but the less is more design philosophy goes a long way to making this one of the making this one of the most consistently engaging titles within the series for some time. And then Morgan Park at PC Gamer gave it a 77 out of 100 and says Assassin's Creed Mirage isn't the triumphant return to glory that I hoped it'd be, but it's a good first stab. Courtney, I kind of funny, gave it a four out of five, which is a great on our scale. I guess the first question I'll lead off with is to Barrett. Barrett, mm. as seeing the other reviews online, does this line up with where you thought this would land? Uh, yeah, I, I, like I think it's a it's a nice kind of nostalgia trip without it being like just purely nostalgia. I think there's a lot of just like really smart gameplay design choices here that emulate the the early Assassin's Creed games while not doing anything like too crazy with it like they play it safe uh but and I, I i think it's a fun time i talk about like in the in the review of like yeah like the original assassin's creed formula was a solid formula that we only got burnt out on because we got like nine plus games within the span of like eight years right um and they've gone That's back insane. to it yeah, yeah I it was know, yearly what a yeah it, there was one year where there was two games it was rogue and unity it was insane that's not even counting the handheld games and all that stuff yeah um and I think the only reason, like, people got sick of it was because it came out so often, right? Uh, and with this being the first game in the classic style in eight years, right? Like, I, I think it was, just, it was just nice to be back in that world and uh, that kind of design language for the Assassin's Creed games. 
like I said, it plays it safe in both gameplay and story, so it doesn't have, like, the crazy highs of, like, some of the early games, like Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood, uh, but it doesn't have, like, the demonstrable lows. Um, it's it's a solid entry. I, w- I would love for them to, I would love for Ubisoft in general uh, to kind of hopefully, like, continue down this path of uh, maybe not every release is uh, as small as this one. I, I know they they found success in their big, more open RPG games. Um, but yeah, I would agree that, like, it's it's a solid one. Maybe it doesn't, like, stay in your mind uh, super long after you're done with it. But while you're playing it, you're having a fun time. Hell and yeah. like I said on the review, the biggest compliment I can give it is that we got this last week, early last week, and then we got Spider-Man a couple of days later. And obviously I had to prioritize this uh, because I was on the review for Mirage. Um, but at no point while playing it this weekend, when I've had Spidey downloaded on my PS5 since Friday, did I think to myself, well, I could just start Spider-Man. You know, like yeah. I was having a fun time. I was really engaged. Um, I do think it'll be interesting for people who have not finished Valhalla of like what they think of uh, some of the story stuff uh, near the end. Uh, I, I've had some conversations with other uh, people out there who got review codes who were very confused and I had to explain some Dude, things. I'm in, a, I'm in a Discord <laughs> full of people that like review games. And when I tell you that, like a handful of them are like, "What is up with, the, with yeah. where this game goes?" One of them hit me. One of them hit me up, and I had to do a huge lore drop. And they're like, "Ah, oh, that makes sense." All yeah. right, so I think that's going to be an interesting one because I don't know if like a lot of people who might jump into this being excited for uh, you know a more old school Assassin's Creed game, I don't know if they're going to know like, "Oh, well, Bossom is in Valhalla." Maybe I should see where this goes and his story goes in Valhalla. Like, I don't know if people are going to make that connection and want to do that, especially if they vibe with this, but they don't vibe with the open world, like RPG games. It's a, it's an interesting kind of kind of tightrope there that they're they're walking. But honestly, overall, I, I do think it's a great time. What would have given it a five for you? I think the story is like the biggest hit for me. Like I, I do think, and this is a problem with the entire, uh, not the entire, but most of the Assassin's Creed games. Um, the franchise just has kind of like a villain antagonist problem. Uh, and you really feel that in uh, the middle of this game. Like there's not like a lot of target, like big, like uh, set piece targets that you have throughout this game. But even then I felt like of the few that you have, there's like maybe half of them that I didn't really care of like, who is this person? Like, what, what? Like, I get what they're doing to the people of Baghdad, but I don't care about them as like characters, really. Um, but with that, like, it's still satisfying enough to like do the whole investigation thing, where you're doing a couple of different quests to like unveil who they are and all that stuff. Like, it's still very engaging in that sense. Uh, but yeah, for me, the story was kind of like the the middle chunk is where I felt like. Uh, yeah, this was once thought of as DLC, and then they were looking for places to kind of like insert more of like a, a full length type of uh, type of game here. So uh, yeah, I would, I would pretty much just like story, and then yeah, like gameplay stuff. I, I don't know. It's it, it it it's a solid one. It just doesn't stand. It doesn't have the highs of like. Who's Desmond? You know, Andy. Remember that mm. moment. Remember that moment in AC two. I, I remember oh, when he was like, "It's a me, Mario." Yeah, he did. That, <laughs> that is an moment. actual <laughs> Andy. No joke. That is an actual line in Assassin's Creed two. Yeah, it was he's got cool. an Uncle Mario. I think that's as far as I got in that Mario. game. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not an Assassin's Creed person." <laughs> <laughs> this is <isn't> <laughs> like I'm just gonna go play Mario instead. Tell you what, I got a. I'm very confused this morning reading a tweet half asleep from Greg Miller who said, "Been having a great time pickpocketing people in Baghdad." 
was like, like Greg, come back home. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> what, what it was about. There? I was like, am I dreaming this? What's happening? <laughs> it's funny, like, as Bear is talking, as you, like, I, when you ask him the question, we'll take it to a five out of five. For some reason, my mind immediately started, like, putting together what my perfect Assassin's Creed game would be of, like, combining other elements of other devs. You know, because, like, like, Ubisoft, I think, in terms of, like, the, the, the Ubisoft foundation slash like their fundamentals of how they make a video game those games just aren't for me right when i think mm. of like the checklist far cry assassin's creed watchdogs games yeah those tend not to be for me but there's something about assassin's creed where i'm like this game is almost is almost my jam yeah. just based on what it is right it's an open world stealth game where you're taking out targets like that should be my shit and like i started thinking about it and i was like dude if it was if i could have the open world designed by ubisoft in terms of like the you know historically accurate and like good representation of what those real life locations look like because that's where they excel yeah. like, that's where when i was playing assassin's creed one fun fact i was playing assassin's creed one at the same time i was i was taking an art history class in college Ooh. and a lot of the art history like stuff that we were studying coincided perfectly with like that location uh in assassin's creed so i'll like go to certain places and it's been so long that i couldn't actually name drop them but it was like there was a building with like a big gold like dome at the top of it and I, in, in class that same week, we're studying that exact building. Statue of Liberty. That's cool. It, it wasn't the Statue of Liberty, but I was close. Mm. It was close. Um, <laughs> but I remember being like, damn, like, this is so accurate. Like, this yeah. is really cool. And that's like, that's always been a labor of love for them. Like, especially in the more recent years where they want to like integrate more of like teaching you the history of like certain places and areas and like part of the culture of uh, Baghdad uh, and even like the other games and like Valhalla and Odyssey and Origins. They've been like really putting in the detail and work. Like one of the cool, like kind of collectible things that you can do in Mirage is just like, it'll be kind of like an animus looking like futuristic orb thing. And you go up to it uh, and you, uh, you collect it or whatever, and it'll give you a little tidbit about, like, whatever area you're in, or, like, maybe a building close by, and it gives you, like, the context of the history there, mm -hmm. which has always been, like, a huge part yeah. of that, and, like, why it's, like, really cool to, like, see this, like, huge fantastical uh, war between assassins and Templars, Bear, but, like, your being... hands look so big <laughs> on <Yeah>. the camera. <laughs> um, Got that FOV. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, be rooted in like uh, just like actual like history and stuff, and that's always like been the the biggest part of the charm there. Um, but I, I think, Wait, like I mean, to that right, like Dome. One, somebody in chat mentioned Dome of the Rock. Uh, Dome of the Rock is, I believe, the building I was talking about that's located in Jerusalem. But um, like, if I could have that, like a Ubisoft design open world mixed with like the IO interactive like stealth mechanics, mm. mixed with like <laughs> Insomniac traversal, and like. Uh, maybe like ghost maybe like um um sucker punch combat and then i, I gotta figure out to write the story you gotta play assassin's creed syndicate then yeah i think that's it's the got one where they i take think it's got like yeah that's uh nemesis that's system as well and you that's, have like the two twins and you can play yeah back and forth it's uh them. jacob and evie fry i think it's that game has like three or four out of the five things that you just mentioned okay I, I, like the one thing is like the io interactive hitman stuff like i don't know uh like I just want like I just want it to be in the stealth, dude. Like yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. like really like have the. the I think Syndicate's got like the best like uh, old school kind of combat uh, where it's like it's just like really fun and fluid, um, but also not like super easy where you just do one parry and like kill a bunch of people. Um, it like Syndicate kind of cheats as an Assassin's Creed game because it's almost just like a Batman Arkham game, but it's Assassin's yeah. Creed, uh, and that's why I think it's the best one. But also, it's cheating a little bit there. So hell yeah, I'll check out Syndicate. What about all the bag moms? The, ba the bad moms? Move, bag bag moms. moms? Bag moms? No, just move on. The bag moms. Bag dad.
It's Baghdad. Oh. Just move on. Just move on. That was terrible. Um, Cut to the ad, maybe. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, do you want to see a bunch of bad dads? <laughs> Go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny. I think we only have one dad here, actually, and that's Greg Miller. Mm. Uh, Tim's like a puppy dad, and so we'll count him in there, too. Go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can support a bunch of bad dads and bad dudes. But since you're not, here's a bunch of <laughs> good ads. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? Is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kind of Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. You want even more value? You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutes right in the app and best-in-class customer support, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use the code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash Kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Before story number three, I want to do a little show and tell. Because people in chat were asking about Barrett's shirt. Barrett, yes. what's your shirt? This was an Instagram algorithm ad from like years ago that I got. Oh, uh, it's Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett. It's like Boba milk tea, but in the style of Boba Fett's uh, face there. Uh, we used to do a show called Internet Explorers, and we used to have a, a segment called, uh, what was it, just like um, Instagram algorithms. And it was just a weekly segment where I would buy a new shirt every week and show it off from the Instagram algorithm. So, yeah, this was one of them. And this is like one of maybe two that stayed. Mm. I remember a while ago, I believe it was on the show, where I, I called Boba Fett Boba Fett. And a lot of people were, were, uh, were upset. Uh, you were mixing up. Because uh, I was like, doing you're combining, Yeah, like Boba ba- Fett, the Pokemon. Oh, I thought, I, you're, I thought you were mixing up uh, Boba Fett and Babu Frick. Mm. No, no. I think what was... What, no, I'm thinking of Jango Fett, too. Yeah, I think I just said Boba Fett because of Pokemon. And, so, oh, okay. and also, I'm not a fucking nerd. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I need to be on the up and up and all, and all the Star Wars names. I muted him. It's okay. Andy, you take the rest of the, uh, you take the, rest of the show, all right? Made up. They're all made up <laughs> names. They got a thousand of them. It's like, how am I supposed to keep up with it? Uh, my other thing for show and tell is my cup. I grabbed this out of the kind of funny drawer in the kitchen. A lot of people were asking about it. Uh, it's Emma Watson. I don't know whose cup this was. Uh, I believe it's maybe Nick's, maybe Nick's cup, but it has Emma Watson on it. So that's the cup. Mm-hmm. Story number three. We got a Forza Motorsport review roundup for you. Uh, right now, Metacritic is sitting at an 84. And on OpenCritic, it is sitting at an 85. Luke Riley at IGN gave it an 8 out of 10 and says, after six long years, Forza Motorsport is off the lift and back in our lives. It looks great, feels great, sounds great, and it's brought with, with it the most impressive multiplayer we've seen in the series so far. With 500 cars and 20 track locations, it's hardly a small start, but now positioned as a platform, Forza Motorsport has the potential to expand into a seriously rich racing destination over the coming years. If Flight Simulator on four wheels is the plan, I'm here for it. First on the list of improvements, Turn 10 should focus on is revamping the new RPG-inspired upgrade system, that turns progression into an unnecessarily long road ahead of each individual car, and maybe bringing back the joys of split-screen multiplayer racing to complement the excellent online modes. And then Alessandro Barbosa at GameSpot gave it a 9 out of 10 and says Forza Motorsport is a triumphant return for the simulation racing series, and it has never been as approachable or rewarding. And then Josh Wise at Eurogamer gave it a 4 out of 5 and says a generous, generous, generous and lavish racer with thrilling driving and, uh, that wants you for the long haul. What a pretty game. Yeah, I mean, it's a car game, right? If a car game isn't pretty... Then it's like, what are you doing? It's got to be you know super I mean? stylized if yeah. it's not like yeah, exactly. insanely pretty. Um, I it'd be cool if they added like a multiplayer kind of co-op mode where I could just be a pit guy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if, if, cars. if all of kind of funny was a crew, let's say somebody like Mike is the driver mm-hmm. and I would just be a dude who like, you know, replaces lug nuts or whatever. Yeah, it'd be kind of neat. 
and like be very limited. I would just watch Mike racing the whole time, but you could like do like a collaboration with Hitman because remember in one of the Hitman games, one of the levels uh, was a racetrack, mm. and then one of us could be Agent Forty Seven, mm. and then the game becomes I need to like try to murder you guys while you dodge me as Agent Forty Seven. Bless, have you been you playing just, Hitman a lot? I've been, I've been thinking yeah, about thinking Hitman a lot. Of, <laughs> yeah, a lot. it's such a fucking good game. Yeah, like I finally when I did, people were doing the top twenty five games on Twitter thing and sharing around the images, and I finally made the commitment. I finally made the commitment and put Hitman Three in my top twenty five. Wow. Yeah. Incredible video. Huge. It's huge. Um, Congratulations. I wanted, I wanted to just comment on Luke Riley's mentioning of if this is flight simulator on four wheels, like if that's the plan, mm -hmm. wouldn't Horizon kind of be more of flight simulator on four wheels? Like, you know, open world, go wherever you want. I think it's the fact that Horizon is more arcadey, where most motorsport is the sim. It's all like, I think them trying to pitch it as an ongoing platform of a sim i think would be the comparison because flight simulator is very much like it's an ongoing game now right like i know flight Simu simulator 2024 is coming out but i assume that's building off of like all the stuff that they've already done with it yeah i guess so but yeah that's cool cool for forza motorsport fans i think uh you know x cast is recording today i'm sure they're going to talk about forza motorsport so mm -hmm. we'll, uh, look forward to that for our review but for now we have one more review roundup for you and this time it's for Detective Pikachu Returns. Mm. It's sitting on Metacritic at a 69. Nice. Uh, and then on OpenCritic at a 67. Carly Veloci at IGN gave it a 6 out of 10 and says, The mystery story of Detective Pikachu Returns makes some bizarre and unexpectedly dark choices <laughs> to get to its underwhelmingly predictable conclusion. And as a result, it's unclear who this is all for. Is it for young kids who will find the simplified puzzles about right or adults who grew up with Pikachu and can handle the more mature themes of the second half? Ash's mom just like dead on the ground with a puzzle piece cut out of her skin. Jigsaw like, somehow involved. What's going on in here? Is there, is there fucking in the last second half of the game? game? <laughs> uh, it's still a cute, bubbly animated adventure with humor, unique Pokemon to meet, and a mystery to solve. But the mystery solving is long-winded, the visuals are lackluster, and the gameplay is... Oh man, they are lackluster. The gameplay is so basic it might, well, might as well not be there at all. Goddamn. Goddamn. Uh, Giovanni... Cole Antonio. Six, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Shit. Like, I was going to say, I was like, that sounds lower than a six, but I don't know. Everything else must be pretty great. Yeah. Oh, the dude's name is Tim G. It just looks like Gettys to us. I think, yeah, I think that it is supposed to be like a Tim Gettys uh, oh. clone. Uh, Giovanni Cole Antonio at Digital Trends gave it a three out of five stars and says, uh, Detective Pikachu Returns works as a charming interactive cartoon, but its simplified deduction takes some of the mystery out of it. And then PJ O'Reilly at Nintendo Life gave it, gave it a seven out of 10 and says, Detective Pikachu Returns serves up more of what delighted us the first time around with an endearing and exciting story packed full of fun and lighthearted silliness. We really do enjoy this. <laughs> we really do enjoy this gruff coffee addle take on Pikachu. He never fails to raise a smile when he goes off on one. And the, 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 game straddle, the game successfully straddles a very thin line in giving us adventure aimed at younger players that longtime Pokemon fans and ancient gamers such as ourselves can also enjoy. If you can handle the inherent repetitiveness of most of the core gameplay alongside some rather drab visuals, you'll enjoy this one. The Porygon Killer is back. <laughs> Oh, that's really good. That's really good. The, I just, the poor gammy killer. The poor, the poor gammy killer. I just, uh, I hope Miranda Sanchez is having a great time with it because she's the number one Detective Pikachu fan. Oh, so. look at this Growlithe. I mean, you put a Growlithe in a game, I'm in. 
Yeah, I'm like I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get a vibe of the visuals because everybody's talking about the visuals are are drab. I guess I see. I, it's I, it I looks like it was originally it looks like it was originally made for 3ds and they're like ah well we've got the switch because it's also like it's been a long time since the first one which was a 3ds game. I guess my thing is like this is how I, this is how I expect a switch game to look like. Yeah, I just think there's I, it's it's stylized to a point where the lighting. Like that that's a direct choice and the lighting looks so non existent. Oh, okay. Just not I can see present that. whatsoever. Like I can there, see that. there were there were zero amounts of any sort of shadows being casted anywhere. Yeah. Well, there you go. Detective Pikachu seems okay. <laughs> if you're a Detective Pikachu fan. Sure. If you want your coffee addled Pikachu and you want some dark themes apparently in this lighthearted game. I just wanna see him like as Russ Cole in true detective season one, just Smoking the cigarette there yeah. with the string theory happening. He like turns to Tim G and like takes out his cigarette and is like, Tim, I just got done fucking. And another, it's like, whoa, another, bo- another body was found. Yeah. <laughs> it was muck. It was muck that did it this time. <laughs> uh, story number five, speaking of Nintendo, Nintendo is shutting down 3DS and Wii U online servers in 2024. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Nintendo is shutting down online servers for 3DS and Wii U games in early April 2024, with the exception of Pokemon Bank. The announcement came in a tweet and in in an update on Nintendo's support website, where the publisher thanked players for using its hardware, but confirmed the shutdown is just six months away. A specific shutdown date will be announced later. Quote, in early April 2024, online play and other functionality that uses online communication will end for Nintendo 3DS and Wii U software, the post said. This also includes online cooperative play, internet rankings, and data distribution, end quote. Though Nintendo said plans are subject to change and could potentially arrive sooner than announced, the one exception to the rule is Pokemon Bank, which will remain online, but (laughs) it may also end at some point in the future. All right. Okay, then. Cool, yeah. (laughs) Nothing's promised in this world, says Nintendo. Uh, They're the ones who get the free pass. Yeah. Pokemon, you can't touch it. Exactly, because, like, what are you going to... Well, I guess for 3D, I was going to say, there's no Pokemon game on the Wii U, so what are you doing? But no, I guess there's, on the a lot of, there's a lot of people still gaming and catching Pokemon on 3DS. On the Wii, uh, on th- 3DS, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, can you do that in Pokken Tournament? I don't think you can. <laughs> no. I've, oh, my God. That was a Wii U game, huh? Yeah, that was a Wii U wow. game. Wow. Yeah. Then they, hmm. I think they, did they port it to Switch, or was it a sequel? I think it got, it got, it got ported. Was it a, a port? Make a sequel so I can play it this time. I missed it the first time around. And that seems like my shit. I, I feel like I would love a Pokken Tournament. You don't, you, you don't think like the behind yeah but like is there an online player base anymore you think the behind like for, you can hit up uh, Mitch Saltzman the perspective would be kind of on that's what yeah. always weirded me about it but like I was a big Dragon Ball Z tank Aichi ah uh, okay yeah and so like I'm down for the weird fighting game shit like yeah give me a weird perspective as long as I can play as Hitmonlee is Hitmonlee mm. in the game chat uh, that I forget I do remember whichever one came out for the Switch I remember Saltzman reviewed and I think I might have edited that review. That might have been the first oh. video review I ever edited. Oh, they'll really give Mitchell Sossman any game that has to do with fighting. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. insane. Is anybody <laughs> in the comments or chat being heavily affected by 3DS or Wii U being shut down? Because I don't have a whole lot to say on it other than like, yeah, servers go down whenever hardware is old. Yeah. That's a very natural thing. But are there any things out there that you are still consistently playing like I would love to know what the largest player base is right now for a 3DS or Wii U game. Yeah, I would think that maybe it's just the Pokemon stuff, which Bank is staying up, which mm-hmm. helps that. But yeah, like if you're somebody playing Pokemon Sun and Moon and you want to battle your friends online, I would think that, yeah, that probably sucks. But I think we're also far enough re- removed from it where, you know, the next Switch console is 
likely next next year. I imagine late next year. And so if we're going to be getting a new Switch in 2024, I don't expect Nintendo to keep up its online servers for two consoles ago. You know, I yeah. feel like that I feel like that right there is kind of the cutoff is like, hey, the current console and the last gen console, you can expect some kind of online service, but two consoles ago, like now we're talking retro. Like if you're still playing that, it's like, you know, get to a retirement home because you're fucking old. Splatoon 1 is still big, apparently. Wow. Splatoon 1? Oh, yeah, I guess I saw, um, I think it was Andre from Game Explain t- saying that like, oh man, this, I can't play the best Splatoon game. Hmm. And I'm like, is it really like that? Do Splatoon fans have a preference for one over two and three but i didn't know splatoon fans would be treating splatoon one the way og warzone players and overwatch one players were yeah. when they were like we're going back to the original like splatoon three shit. i, I didn't same. know it was like that it's not the same at all uh sorry really quick someone uh made a joke in the 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 chat bless uh mm-hmm. where you were like oh they'll just give mitchell saltzman any game that uh has to do with uh fighting and someone was like oh mitchell saltzman should review sifu <laughs> he did review Sifu. I was going to say, he probably did review Sifu. So I'm just saying. But that doesn't make it a fighting C- game. He said best fighting game. Fighting game, man. <laughs> Sifu was nominated for best fighting game because it's a game that makes me want to fight people over it. And y'all call it a fighting game. <laughs> it's a good game. God dang it. Um, so also, somebody game. in chat said Hit- Hitmonlee isn't playable, which is a bummer for me, but is Hitmonchan playable? I don't know. Let me know in chat. Hitmonlee. Let me know in chat if Hitmonchan is playable. I'll, put a, I'll, I'll bring up the roster. Story number six. <laughs> Maybe wait until after the story to bring yeah. up the roster. Okay. Uh, story number six, five former Ubisoft executives uh, have been arrested. This is James Batchelor at GamesIndustry.biz. Five former executives from Ubisoft have been arrested by French police following a year-long investigation into sexual assault and harassment within the company. French newspaper Liberation uh, reported that three were arrested yesterday with another two placed in custody today. Among those arrested are former chief creative officer Serge Hasquit uh, and ex-VP of editorial and creative services Tommy Francois. Both left the publisher in summer 2020 following allegations of widespread abuse, harassment, and discrimination within Ubisoft, including claims against the two executives. The arrests followed complaints by the Solidaire Informatique Union and two victims in the summer of 2021. It is being handled by the public prosecutor's office in Bobigny, a district of Paris. Speaking to Liberation, uh, the plaintiff's lawyer, Maude Beckers, said the case goes beyond individual behavior and reveals systemic sexual violence, end quote. GameCentistry.biz reached out to Ubisoft. A spokesperson told us, quote, Ubisoft has no knowledge of what has been shared and therefore can't comment, end quote. One of those serious stories. Good. Yeah. Consequences. Don't, don't be shitty. Yeah. You know? Consequences. That's always great. I mean, especially when people are when people are making it a when you're when you're problematic that's one thing when it becomes a systemic problem yeah and it becomes kind of part of the culture that's like even a level beyond the evil you're already committing so and when you're like an executive with a bunch of power over people yeah and like you're using this power to mistreat them and yeah like sexually harass them like i'm i'm glad this is being cracked down on yeah rot that's that's great final news story Story number seven, Red Dead Redemption Remaster quietly adds 60 FPS. This is Wesley Yenpool at IGN. Red Dead Redemption now has an option to play at 60 frames per second after the surprise drop of an update. Patch 1.03, which weighs in at just a few hundred megabytes, adds a 60 FPS toggle to Red Dead Redemption on PS5. <laughs> the, port, the port launched on PS4 and Nintendo Switch in August and is available to play on PS5 via backwards compatibility. At launch, Red Dead Redemption ran at 30 FPS, only across PS4, PS5, and Switch, disappointing many fans of the 2010 epic. 
Physical copies of the game on PS4 are currently available to pre-order for $49.99, releasing October 13th. This sounds like what a rogue employee did uh, upon quitting. Yeah, they're like, I'm going to release the, the back end and just hit the switch to, yeah, let 60 frames per second be enough. See, this reminds me of when Nintendo released Bluetooth for oh. the Switch, <laughs> like four years after the Switch was out. Still and everybody was like, wait, you could, you could do this? Like, you just had the capability? It was like, always there. It was, like you didn't have to add always hardware. Had Bluetooth, and you were just one of the enabling it. Funniest things that's ever happened in the industry. <laughs> like, absolutely. That insane. day was so <laughs> wild. And yeah, like I mean, this was one of the main complaints. Like I remember what when we got codes. Roger came in the next morning. He was like, "How do I turn on sixty? There's no, there's no sixty FPS. <laughs> I can't play." 60. And I'm like, "Are you for, are you sure? Because it's a PS4 version. And it's a port. I would imagine that." And I tried it myself, and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, wow, yeah. There's no sixty FPS on this thing, but." Hey, now they have it. We just got to wait for a rogue employee, uh, like at Xbox, to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> the thing with Xbox is that they never release another Xbox version because it's backwards compatible. Mm, that's right. That's right. And so I forget if the if the Xbox, I like guess three sixty, yeah. yeah, like through boosting or whatever the buzzword, FPS boosted. Do you know is Red Dead Redemption FPS boosted? Mike said he believes it is. So there you go. We're all happy. All right, Barrett has up the roster for Pocket. We got what Charizard. Pikachu. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Pikachu Libre. Pikachu Libre is on oh, here, yeah. too. Uh, Machamp, which I guess, like, Machamp is, like, a the hit, guy. It's like Hitmonchan with four arms, and so I'll take it. Uh, Gengar, Mewtwo. Uh, that seems OP. Shadow Mewtwo. That seems to be more OP. Uh, Scizor, Suicune. Scizor. What was that? Septile? I've never heard of Septile. Septile. Yeah, the rest of these are made up. Bla Blaziken. Well, Blaziken. Everybody knows Blaziken. Oh, Blaziken. Everybody knows Blaziken. Yeah. Gardevoir. That's the hot one. Empoleon. I was going to say, God of War is the hot one. Yeah. Um, what was that? Empanada? Yeah, Empanada. Empoleon, Empoleon. Garchomp, Lucario, Krogunk, Weevil, Darkrai, Chandelure. The, I think the biggest, mo like this kind of. This guy this, is in a fighting game. This guy, this, this fucker right here. This gives me a lot of Smash vibes right here where you're getting a shitload of Fire Emblem characters and people still want that other thing. And it's yeah. like, you're giving me a Shadow Mewtwo in addition to the original Mewtwo. Yeah. And still no Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee. Insane. That's wild. Also, can you look up Chandelure gameplay in Pocket? Because <laughs> I really got to see I, how this thing moves. But while you're doing that, man, Andy, Bear pulling up this clip. It's just so far away. Yeah. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every week. Out today, we got Blossom Tales 2, the Minotaur Prince for Xbox Series X and Xbox One, the fabulous Fear Machine for PC, Thief Simulator 2 for PC, a tiny sticker tail for PC and Switch. Thief Simulator 2 is what... Um, Greg Miller is doing in Baghdad right now. <laughs> we got Dino Break for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, and Switch. And then UDO, Unidentified Drilling <laughs> drilling Object for PC and Switch. We're getting word that Red Dead 1 is only 30 on Xbox. Oh, is it really? Mike is saying that Red Dead has an option to play at 60 frames Rayman, we need you to fist fight Mike to the death, okay? And then whoever wins is... The correct person. But Mike can tag me in, and I'll elbow drop. Not gonna lie, Chandelure gameplay seems kind of legit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Chandelure has a move. Yeah, I can't right hate here. it. I, I, you I, were I expecting don't. to talk shit. Yeah, you know? no, but Shandler, like he's like spitting fire with his fucking lamps. He's like using his um, like I mean, he's using his limbs. I don't even know what to call those things, but his limbs to like smash people. Don't don't assume Chandelure's gender. Yeah, you're right. They're using their they're using their limbs to smash yeah. people. Yeah, looks cool. 
I forgot, like I, I did have to play this a little bit to like for gameplay capture. And I was like, you know what? This was a solid game. I was gonna say, Airdy Cooper in chat uh, asked the question: Does Pokin own? And I couldn't tell you because I never played Pokin. Hit up but Mitchell it looks like it does. Play a couple matches with uh, Mitchell. I'm telling you, plus. I, I guarantee you, if I hit up Mitchell. He'll be like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to download oh. talk. And I thought you were going to say Mitchell's like, yeah, great. Yeah, I've been playing honestly, for the last four weeks. I got back I'm sure into Mitchell would be down. Honestly, Mitchell's such a nice guy. I'm sure he'd yeah. be down to play yeah. with me. But I'm not going to make him download Pocket on his Wii U or his Switch. I know it's on Switch, but like, I'll do the Wii U version just Why? for the fun of it. It's the Why? It's on Switch. It's most pure on the Wii U. Why? That was the most, that was the, that was the, Why the is vanilla. That? Why is it more pure? It's, more, it's most pure. It was most pure on most the Wii pure, U. But Barrett. the DX version has uh, Blastoise. It's most pure, Barrett. Okay. New dates for you. Warcraft Rumble launches November 3rd on iOS and Android. Uh, we do have a deal of the day because uh, it's, it's me and Andy at a shout out Elden Ring. It's $39.59 on the US PSN. Get that now before that big old DLC dump. Yeah. When does that come out? Uh, I'm getting word today. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. whoa. That's crazy. <laughs> Massive 2023. Uh, we got a squad up for you. Remember, you can write into kindoffunny.com slash KFG to get your questions. Squad ups and more read on the show. Mage of the Evening Star writes in and says, Hello and good light to you all. Looking for some training partners for Street Fighter Six to better myself, both for the ranked climb currently on Diamond 3 and for local tournaments that I'm participating in. I am a man-owned main, uh, but also looking to branch out for a secondary, probably Aki or Ken. All skill levels are welcome, and I am more than happy to be a teacher or rival or both. Uh, if you want to play some Street Fighter Six with Mage of the Evening Star, you can add them with Evening Mage. Now, Evening Mage doesn't tell me what platform that is on. Yeah, is it crossplay? Is it? Something? It might be the Street Fighter because Street Fighter has like a Capcom ID thing. Yeah, you might be able to look them up via the Street Fighter Capcom thing uh, with Evening Mage. But if not, I don't know. Let's put it in PlayStation maybe <laughs> and see what happens. Maybe you get a random person. I'm yeah. sure they got the ID across all platforms. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it's, it's probably CFN because it's crossplay. CFN doesn't have like a hashtag number thing attached to it, like Discord, right? Is just a challenge. I don't think so. Discord doesn't even have that anymore. Oh, yeah, they got rid of that. Mm -hmm. Good for them. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Brandon says, Andy mentioned he wanted to be a pit guy replacing lug nuts. I think he meant to say he wanted to play, <laughs> this isn't a real wrong, he wanted to play Jassant and Justnut. Oh. Be better. I think that is a you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Estimus says Pokin is pronounced Pokin, like Pokemon. I think but I've been going two, back and forth. There's two Ks. But it, the two Ks are there because it's supposed to look like Tekken. And there's an, there's an accent on the E. Uh, I don't know what that does, but it's there. I don't know what it does. That means that you, uh, that you enunciate that more. You pronounce that harder. I don't know, Mike. Grezik says that Red Dead Redemption is not FPS boosted on Xbox. Mike's a big liar. Y'all got to fight it out. Mike's going to come fight him. Yeah, multiple people. I got four different people saying that Mike is wrong. Uh, Mike says, check that you're wrong in one sec. <laughs> Mike just sends in, like, Red Dead 1 running an Unreal 5 mod. <laughs> <laughs> Red Dead 1 running in, in Dolphin. <laughs> my, my buddy Jeremy sent me this cool video. <laughs> I promise you can play it in 16 yeah. God, insane. Well, ladies and gentlemen, well, Mike does that. Oh, we'll do we'll get to that in a post show. Uh, that's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's hosts are going to be me and Tim. Remember this. 
has been Kinda Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kinda Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. Sorry, my hands are sweaty and cold. It's been having a lot of I didn't feel the I didn't feel the wetness. No? Okay. No. That makes me happy then. Some people say, uh, look, uh, that uh, Red Dead's been at 60 frames for years on Xbox. Mike, I need you to come with the proof. All right. Also, nice shirt. Thank you. Come nice with the shirt. proof. What was that kid that we were yelling about? Uh, I mean, there was a lot of them. There was Gre them. Grezik. Grezik. Uh, Killian. You were right. I'm seeing no evidence that it's... <laughs> God damn it. I really thought you were going to bring the heat. I can't count on you at all. That's the he lesson we have to constantly relearn, Andy. He doubled down three times. Uh, he tripled down. Like, get it together. Yo, what the heck is that? Did I tell you I missed you lately? You know what I mean? Hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm okay. How you been? I'm all right. Yeah, you been good. okay? Yeah, yeah. What would you think of another crab's treasure? Good. It's all right. I'm not loving it. Really? It feels a little slower. I guess, like, playing Liza P and, like, feeling what could be another FromSoft, like, feeling the speed at which of that. This one I play, it just doesn't feel as speedy. It feels like when I hit it, it's not getting it when I need it. You know what I mean? The dodge isn't there. The parry just doesn't feel quite snappy, snappy I guess. snappy enough, really? Yeah, that's what I would describe hmm. it as right now. I love the vibe. I wish the music... Blessing cranked mm. up a little bit. They got a dope lo-fi beat, but like, oh, man. hey, that first uh, boss fight's boss. Let's crank that up a little bit. That you know first I mean? boss fight sound. <laughs> when I was playing it last night, somebody was like, "This sounds like Timbaland produced it," and it's so <laughs> true. It's That's such really a good funny. beat. It rules. Um, welcome in everybody to your kind of funny games daily post show with me, Snowbike Mike, and your two incredible show hosts. Blessing out of Yoye Jr. and one Andy Cortez. We get to talk all things games with you. So now's your time to write in via your Super Chats over on YouTube or use that Amazon Prime and Prime Gaming sub with us here on Twitch. Whatever you write in, we'll talk about. We'll answer just like Jay Poo, who wrote in with their Prime Gaming sub for 39 months. Andy, are you going to see TDH in November? Who the hell's that? The Deer Hunter? Where are they? I don't know where they're playing. Deer Hunter. The oh, Deer wow. Hunter. That's crazy. You ever heard about the Deer Hunter video game? Back in the day on PC, you were the deer and you were shooting people? Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, oh. Wait, no, you, wait, you were the deer? Yeah, I thought you were the deer. Yeah. Wait, I was, like, I was shooting Is this people. like a Duke Nukem funny twist? Yeah, yeah, it was like oh. that. It was like See, that. I was yeah. thinking of like uh -huh. the, what do they call it? The, yeah, the usual kind of big butt. Oh, yeah, you were thinking big butt. Yeah, no, I think it was called deer, deer Hunter. Hunter, and I was the deer shooting people oh. inside of like... Uh, some weird, you know, yeah, because they had like the Cabela stuff. games. It was a good time. Oh, Cabela games. Like, so, you know, okay, Deer, that's days. kind of like a hey, we're being are you, are you thinking of Deer thing? Avenger? I can't, Maybe. the only other Deer Hunter games I, I, I see are like people could be hunting deer, yeah, could be because I remember playing could that. Be. That was another Addison joint, Addison, um, where I would Addison. play the, Addison. the, the Addison. Addison. I don't know, I forget what platform it was, but he had a deer hunting game. I remember, mm. I remember. Sitting, watching him play it, because he was one of those dudes where I would just watch him play games. Addy. He's yeah. like, pass the controller, you know what I mean, Addison? But I would watch him play games, and yeah, he busted out this Deer Hunter game. I was fucking, I was seven years old, bored as hell. I've never been mm. so bored by a video yeah. game before. <laughs> and this kid was in his room just yeah. hunting deer, and I was like, Addison, uh, put on some Grand Theft Auto. Addy, do <laughs> What are you doing, Addison? Oral Sanchez became a member for nine months over on YouTube. Hey, thank you for becoming a member on YouTube and supporting us over there. Of course, remember, if you're watching on YouTube, we enjoy you watching over there. We appreciate <laughs> if you drop a like on all the videos that we there, do live because, of course, it supports the team. I'm going to need you to bring up Cabela's Big Game Hunter Ultimate Challenge for PlayStation Bring 1. it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Uh, but, of course, 
you can always become a member, just like Twitch, and you can subscribe over on YouTube. And Oral Sanchez has become a member for nine months and says, what's with Nick standing in front of the desk naked the whole show? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That got me. That was really good. Uh, That's a good one. <laughs> he wore a hat today. Threw me off. You know, Nick doesn't really wear hats. He likes to show off his hair, so it was odd that he was wearing a hat. Really, I can't. It's like okay. when Bear wears yeah, a hat. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bear never wears that. <laughs> okay, Bear, Bear right. and the hat's never seen it. Never seen it. Holy that. fuck! This is what he was playing. It was the PS One game. I was sitting. I was sitting in his room watching him play this shit. I'm like, Loki looks like Silent Hill. <laughs> I'm like, switch over to fucking like what was the other? Play some James Bond 007. Yeah. Or whatever else was on PlayStation One that he was playing. Yeah, I was playing Deer Avenger Two right there. You see this deer? That was what I was playing. Uh, and what he was, was that on? Oh, PC. PC game back Deer in the day. Only PC twelve game. bucks on eBay. You gotta pick that up. Fuck, man. You gotta get in the kernel. You gotta, you gotta get deep in my kernels yeah. right there. I'll have to have Kevin A. Sex come over and put games. <laughs> I'm a PC. You're gonna, you're gonna pay for Kevin to go all the way to your house to do this shit. <laughs> Kevin, help me, help me. So this, this is look like. Adventure. This what it look like. You're shooting people. Yeah, this because the deer was out for revenge. Yeah, deer's pissed off. This this looks like it's gonna show nudity at any. Yeah, oh. you're so right. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. It definitely could. It definitely could. You never know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Mike, um, after this, we're gonna we're gonna be hopping into something that I'm not looking forward to. Oh, really? Tell them. What, what, we're, pl- we're playing Counter Strike Two after this. After this, yeah, yeah. in the stream, la- in the oh, lab right now. In the lab. I've never cool. played Counter Strike before. Okay. But last night, people were hopping into my chat saying, Mike is playing Counter-Strike with a controller. And I'm fucking popping off. Is that allowed? <laughs> okay, I got four <laughs> kills at one. People were saying, oh my God, he's incredible. I'm shocked it supports controller. I'm a goat. That's insane. <laughs> I'm a goat. Like, that must be like an accessibility. Now, let me tell you <laughs> like, what. You're bro. not supposed to be playing Counter-Strike with controller. Let me tell you what, Andy. I'm excited because I'm 1-0 and ranked. We're undefeated Really? Right now. Me and the squad are undefeated. And so my wow. goal today with you and Nick is to, of course, play. We might invite our friends over at Giant Bomb because they're playing right now, so hopefully we can play with them. And uh, we're going to go do it. We're going to go get ranked together. Okay. I hope okay. you're excited for that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm going to play on controller. The, it, it, it feels as dirty as when Nick <laughs> uh, plugs in a keyboard and mouse into a PS5, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's fucked up, mm-hmm. and I don't want to look at Mike for the rest Man's of the day. playing League of Legends on controller. Mad <laughs> Rocks writes in and says, Heard you were watching D20, Bless gonna be a while until you get to the best main cast season starstruck odyssey don't at me chat also any plans to watch oh right, stop Pluto, being a fucking nerd who is this again? who's, who's <laughs> writing this in mad rock go outside touch some grass <laughs> it's gonna be a while until you get to the best season what was it called again uh starstruck odyssey starstruck odyssey don't at him don't at me don't at me bro. touch some grass why? Right. What's going on? Why, 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 yeah, well, what's I'm just I'm just oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I'm actually very excited to, to to watch D20. Also, any plans to watch Pluto, Barrett? Gonna drop this month. Pluto looks cool as what? shit. What? What's Pluto? Pluto's an anime that everybody in there is talking about right now. Like, really? They're like one of the best mangas finally being made into a, a, an anime, and the animation looks awesome, and the oh, logo I've treatment seen this go looks around. so sick. Um, this is gonna be my answer for everything that uh, is on Netflix. I don't have Netflix. We got to get you on Joey's Netflix right away. I yeah. refuse to pay Ask for Joey's Netflix. mom. Okay. I can get you on my, on my parents' Netflix. Well, I'm excited, Andy, because Spy Family's coming back. I mean, if you haven't watched season one of Spy Family, I highly encourage you because I think you'll really love it. It's really chaotic and fun. I need to and catch up on My Hero, it's, maybe next year. Oh, my God. You, I started you playing were the catching up. You're on the current season. Just finish it. 
aren't you? You got to my villain academia. Yeah, he's very close. He's close. He's yeah. close. You're in the I'm window. I'm getting close. Also, now, Mike, that was a surprise announcement for me at least last week, where they're like, "Hey, Spy Family season two out next week," and I was like, "What? Week. Be yeah. ready." I don't know where. Now, yeah. Barrett, I'll tell you. You know what I played? The My Hero Battle Royale. And I'll How tell you what. Oh, I've been curious about Strong this. Strong Rumbleverse vibes. Oh, three okay. three okay. eight teams inside of like the cool training zone, the chaos, like. Yeah. Uh, uh, emergency zone, so it was yeah. a cool vibe. Um, a, an interesting roster. You have such a big roster of heroes and villains. It is interesting who they chose. You're gonna love some. You're gonna hate others. Can I be but Mount the, Lady? You know yes. what? You can be Mount Fuck, Lady. Yeah, you can. And she does get big. Ultimate baddie. <laughs> oh, what about you don't the, like other the dragon horn- lady? What about the other horny lady. Yeah. Uh, the dragon lady. Oh, the bunny lady. No, the other horn. Oh, bunny lady. Oh, oh bunny lady. No, no, you think about midnight. the other horny teacher that's like. Yeah. Oh, Miss midnight. Midnight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Are they, not like, we got to investigate what, you know, <laughs> what's going on with her and, like, the students. Because <laughs> she's just doing some weird. Like, she's always just saying weird shit. And it's like, this isn't appropriate, lady. Everybody, are you excited? Because four minutes from now. All yeah, the emergency thing. Yeah, yeah. Gonna oh, yeah. That's the push-up alarm. Yeah. Wait, at 11.20? At 11.20, yeah. 11:20 Why 11.20? Eastern? I put well, this in the 5 p.m. In the, yeah, uh-huh. It's going to ring. You know, this is all getting us on the sky now. Yeah, emergency alert system. This is the moment. This is the three, every three years they test this out. This is where everybody, I know because Marcus yeah, Brownlee. So, oh, my God. I saw something on Twitter. I don't know mm-hmm. if, how true it is or not, but somebody, because a lot of weird conspiracists are worried that this is the government switching on the thing that's going to turn us into zombies yeah. after the vac- vaccinations. Yeah. And oh, I saw shit. I mean, that's why that's why I didn't give See, that'd be sick. And that'd be sick. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And, and I saw a re- I saw a tweet that was talking about some Reddit thread that said that their something about their landlord won't be around for repairs or something like that at a certain amount of time because they're gonna have their phone off because they don't want, don't want to get their activated. thing to get activated. I don't <laughs> have my phone near me, so I'm not getting activated. I don't Dude, have my phone near me. Could you imagine if, like, that happened and, like, we're one of the people where it's, like, caught on camera, unless turning into, like, we would be immortalized. Well, right? I mean, it'd be, I know, the end of the world would happen. We'd be caught on the montages. Look, I'd be, like, not everybody I'd be applauding because it'd be the first time one of these crazy fucking losers got something right. Yeah. Like, there's probably a good, what, like, maybe 40% of the country that's not vaccinated, I imagine, because there's crazy people out there. I might be overestimating, overestimating, but, like. A lot of them are dead by now, blessing. Like, there's enough there that, like, if we did turn into zombies, I feel like they would get a Walking Dead-esque TV show afterwards. And I think they would make it to the next civilization, and we would be in the montages. Like live on a video I, game show. There it is. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, They're getting early. activated. It's a couple minutes early. There I didn't everybody. get mine. Two minutes early. Push up alarm. I don't have push my up. phone. I'm <laughs> not. Get, I'm doing. not in it. Uh, let's jump in okay, with some wrong. fun stuff Why is it right scary? now. Why is Plessic also getting up? Oh God. It's got to be in all the things. It's got to be in all the things. Hello, chat. It's great to have you all. Of course, please mute your phones. Figure out your phone life over there, everyone. Um. Let's keep it going right there. Bear Baldi has resubscribed with Prime Gaming. Malak has resubscribed with Prime Gaming. Thank you both for that. Five star man with the resub for 10 or for with a tier one sub for three years. Hey, five star man. Wait, I thought Mike said you can't you couldn't play scary games because this is what Andy wanted to do. What does that mean? Okay. Can somebody in chat tell me how to make it so that my alerts are in English? Because <laughs> mine is automatically in Spanish. I think there's multiple. They oh, is it multiple? Yeah, yeah they got, oh. yeah, they got multiples. I got to make sure it's going on. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool, make cool, sure. cool. Um, I just want to make sure what, that I'm brief. This isn't like a, oh man, why is it? Why is mm-hmm. it? It's more so like I want to be informed. 
Okay. In case the alien mm -hmm. ap apocalypse does happen. Yeah. We're going to play scary games. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what Firestar We're, we're going to play scary games. Lemon Bendy, resubscribe with the tier one sub for 15 months. Says, thanks for streaming, y'all. BJ Bernardo with the Prime Game sub for 37 months. Hey, y'all, bless. What rappers should I ch listen to if I want to get back into the game? Ooh. Uh, JID is, has been my suggestion, like my first suggestion. If you're like looking for more modern stuff. Um, Cause like he, I mean, he has like a flow that I would say is timeless, right? Like I think no matter what era of rap you're into, JID is kind of easy to get into. Like he's, he, he's a great storyteller. His flows are insane. His mm. production is great. Like I think he's just an overall great package. Um, that Nas has been on such a great streak of releasing albums. Like he's, his last six albums have all been incredible. Um, I'd say if you had to choose one, go with King's Disease 2. Um, but like his latest al album, Magic 3, is pretty incredible also. Uh, if you're looking for something with a different vibe or like if you've been out the game for a while and you're like, what is the sound right now? Check out some Travis Scott. All right. Travis Scott's recent album. Really good vibe. Right. It's like it's some rapping. It's mostly like Cactus Jack. This cactus is what the they kids call them. Call them. We need and to get I said, yeah. hey, Nike. Hey, Nike, you got two golfers right here. We'd like that. We'd like those shoes. We need to. We, yeah, we like want the cactus, We want the cactus Dax shoes. Uh huh. But yeah, Travis Scott cool is way more cars. melodic. Um, but like his production is dope. Like you know, think of him as more of um, you know, a producer. I think more so than just a rapper. But like I think if you go into it with the mind, right, right mindset, there's a lot of good tracks on his last album. I want to read a, a super chat from Dylan. It says okay. Andy, did you watch the Pixel Eight event this morning? I did, oh. and I pre-ordered the Pixel Eight Pro. I got the uh, Pixel Watch 2 for free. Nice. And okay. uh, uh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited okay. about it. And I'm giving my dad my old phone. Well, the phone that I bought a couple of months ago, which is the Pixel 7a. Is that Hermione Granger on your cup yeah. there? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool guy in the background says, hell yeah. Okay. Okay. We did that. Uh, CJ writes in and says, iCarly reboot has been canceled after three seasons. I know. Didn't know even, wow, didn't know. Sounds was, like that. Roger, <laughs> sounds about Roger, right to me. Roger McCorney was the one that let me know this morning. He sent me a Slack message saying iCarly canceled. How was the re reboot? Was I it, only, I only watched the first season, and honestly, it wasn't great. Like, yeah. it, it didn't compare to the original run of iCarly. That said, like, I would see clips pop up on my TikTok from, like, more recent stuff that they're doing. It seemed like it was, like, it seems it like was it was getting up. there. It mm. seemed like it was picking up. Like, they really reignited the, the love the tension between um, Carly and Freddie. And it's uh, like, okay, well, now you're picking up on some stuff. But it seems like as they're getting there, they just fucking cut it. Oh. Which I get. That's it, you not know? what made the original show fun, you know? You're right, but like... It was the hijinks. It was the older brother. It was, you know, them doing their show and trying to put the show together. I didn't care about, like... The back and... Like their, their relationship crush, or whatever. Or Freddie's yeah. crush on, on, on Carly. I think really what the show needed was... Um, and who's the kid who's always shirtless? Who was that kid? Gibby. Gibby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking hilarious. I think this this show needed Sam, but obviously, like, the actress for Sam had such a bad experience with Nickelodeon. Yeah, that she and didn't that's totally... Back. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's she totally wasn't fair. coming back. Yeah, she was right, not yeah, coming yeah, back. But right. I think without that character, the dynamic wasn't the same. That's... Yeah. Um keeping it moving and having some fun. Grant writes in and with the prime gaming stuff for three months. Thank you. Grant says, Hey, kind of funny crew are my dreams of sitting by a fire cozy with a coffee on a winter's morning playing little devil inside dead. Mm. No, I think you'll get it eventually, but not this winter, not this winter. No, so you won't be able to get cozy by the fire. I guess. I mean, I mean maybe, maybe next, February. next winter, yeah. winter 2024. I mean, who knows of like climate change? That's true. Also, yeah, you might be sitting, yeah, cozy by have the a fire. Blizzard in fucking June yeah, or something. Like look that. out the window in July, it's gonna be fucking, you know, gonna be snowed in. Also, I read that 
title, and for some reason I thought it was a Dark Pictures anthology game. Oh, <laughs> you're yeah, thinking of, of course. You're thinking of Devil and Me. Devil yeah, and me. Devil and Me. <laughs> so many, devil so many to get lost in, that's right. Um, your boy, Mike, mm-hmm. has played both Forza and Assassin's Creed this yeah. week. Yeah. Oh. Had fun with both of them, so I encourage you to check out both. Dang, you should have uh, hung out for KFTD. We talked about both those things. There was an incredible review. Uh, just posted today from one bear Courtney about Assassin's Creed. I thought it was very, very good. It? So go listen to that. I beat it 14 and a half hours to beat the game. Why aren't you on the uh, review? Because I'm Mike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I also don't know if like, like I didn't know you were playing it until you had like texted me and like I didn't know that you would beat it until yesterday. Mm-hmm. Beat the game. So I don't know if anybody expected you to actually play it. Had a really good time. Um, OG Assassin's Creed vibes. There's some goods. There's some bads there. I thought the writing went up and down. There was some cool okay. moments. There were some bad moments. NPCs still have no idea what the fuck is going on, right? Like, there's this one mission where you got to steal a, a golden cool little fragment from somebody, right? And, like, I rolled oh, up, and I just assassinated him every time, and the guard standing next to him was like, oh, my God, and then I just walked away. They never did anything to me. It was crazy. I did have a clip saved for the review that I, <laughs> I, I never sent to Kevin where I was in, like, a big fortress and I like I stabbed one person. Like there was one guard who was far enough away. They were they were like, "Where? Oh, who was that?" And then they slowly walk over. And I I just went around a corner, walked up behind them and stabbed them. And then like another guard came in, and I just kept doing that like over and over again. But it's the vibe. You know? It's the vibe. It was a good time though. I, I was I was happy to go back to old school Assassin's Creed vibes, and mm-hmm. that's what it was. You were also someone I had to explain yeah. the ending to as as well. I think. Right? Yeah, story. You know what? If you're not in depth like Baird is on the story of Assassin's Creed, you're gonna look at this and you're gonna go, I don't know what, what the, the fuck just yeah. happened. Yeah. So you'll have fun with it, but you're gonna, at the end you'll be like, yeah, whatever. That was cool. But man, did I get some? Dope soon, stealth I, I mean, like yeah. I'll, I'll like when I was playing, I forgot what game. When I'd see the word Abstergo, <laughs> I would just vomit and just turn off the console. <laughs> I, I will say, like as far as the modern. <laughs> stuff goes because this has been the regular question it's pretty much non-existent oh and then somebody wrote me they were like hey did you use the super like stealth move where you 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 fucking teleported into people? yeah multi guess what mm-hmm. never used it once really mm-hmm. now that might be because i didn't read the tutorial <laughs> that's, I that's exactly why no that, but i'll tell you what it's not a might tell it you is. what i didn't need it didn't need it i had didn't too much fun it. without it, it is. i'm old school i'm old school What's like funny that. Is that like you mentioned like those you know these, these characters don't know what the fuck's going on when you're stealing from them yeah. and i like i started to think i was like what game did I play recently where I had that happen? Because I was like, was it Cyberpunk? Was it Starfield? And then you just reminded me that I did play like 20 minutes of Assassin's Creed Mirage yeah. when we got the code in. But I quickly stopped because I was like, well, we got Spider-Man they, in now, so I'm going to shift to that. And yeah, I was pickpocketing yeah. people, and these motherfuckers did not care. They have a very cool pickpocket mechanic minigame that's super good, right? It's, it's a fun little quick-time event where you wait for the circle to go into the other circle. You press the button, you get like it, right? Goal, yeah. But here's the issue. There's no reward for being extra stealthy about it, yeah. right? If I try to lure the guy into a corner, if I go super creep mode on him, the circle doesn't change at all. It's always either going to be fat because it's just a regular jabroni, or it's going to be important because it's an important moment. But, like, I don't get rewarded for going stealth, so I, like, I just rub my body up on yeah, him. Yeah, like, you get rewarded for going stealthy by not getting caught. Because, like, if they when they do notice that they got pickpocketed, they will yell for guards, and guards will come, and they will look for you. I mean, I literally just grab it and just walk away, though, every time. So I never okay. got caught. I just mm. felt like... But that's like your so reward. That's the stealth at. part of it. I mean, it was a fun time. So I wanna, it was a good like, time. I want to do voice acting, but I just want to play the person yelling for guards. Guards! Guards! He's over here. He's over here. I want to read a super chat from three minutes ago. Macho is in the chat uh-huh. uh, getting angry that we aren't reading their super chats. But your super chat came in three minutes ago, which was three minutes after this, the one that we read about getting cozy by Little Devil Inside. So mm-hmm. you may have paid for it a while back, 
but it well, took I a while. Gotten to Macho yet? Didn't it, you do like a lot of? It took a while to pro. Like I'm seeing it here on the screen. It took a while to get there. Macho, then, I haven't got then, you yet. And then Dependable Madman's like, they better read. They're not reading the super chats. No. You guys got to relax, chill out. We're, we see them. They're 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 something. They're, they're, they're so, in order. They're in order. Ten but, minutes ago it was Spartacus. Yeah. And then we got mm-hmm. six minutes ago Grant Galoose talking about Little Devil Inside. Four minutes ago Machos. Two minutes ago James Ocelot. Michael M. Costa. Well, fuck me. And also, tell, let's be real. Fuck the, me the, telling the story. Let me listen, get the matcha. The real reward the here is that you're putting money in our pockets. All right? yeah. Let's be oh, happy about this. Oh, wow, 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 you're keeping wow. us alive. You're keeping let's us alive. Read Andy, there's something in the chat. water today, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mantra says, you guys owe me two super chats. A good extraction looter shooter on console needs to be like Tarkov with The Last of Us elements. Plenty of looting, crafting, realistic survival elements, and zombies. That's what I said yesterday. Yeah, that's what we were talking about yesterday. That's literally what I said. Escape um, from Ellie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, basically, that's basically what Last of Us 2 was. <laughs> yeah, the la- like imagine like a, a 1v5. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a 1v5 and scary. Ellie's the one. Yeah, yeah, Ellie's the one. Um, yeah, I don't know if you'll ever see a hardcore audience. Like, hardcore audiences I don't think are playing on console like that. Like... You're, you don't I, think you don't think console audiences want a hardcore extraction shooter on their, on their no console. because when you're like sorting through inventory and stuff so oh much of God. Tarkov is like going through all the pieces and and that's mm-hmm. like a nightmare to do on controller like yeah. unless somebody can figure out a really smart quick way to do that I don't see it happening you know, remember when like Daisy came to console and stuff like that? It never got like a massive like, oh my god, we love this. It's crazy. You know? Yeah, it just kind of like, some of those are just yeah. PC special. Yeah, games, the PC you know? players are those rare. Are big moments on the PC. The hardcoreness will exist. Uh, and then Michael M. Costa writes in and says, "Bless Mac mm-hmm. Miller, Circles vibe recommendation. Great album. Yeah, I would recommend anything Mac Miller, honestly. Okay. Spartacus with 19 months of Prime Gaming says, check out Ma- Massel or Maskell. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's hilarious. Think One Punch Man goes to Hogwarts. Okay. And then Macho, <laughs> Macho yesterday says, ES need to model after Tarkov, but have more PVE. A good ES needs to bring ma- needs exactly. big maps, lots of crafting, lots of looting, and survival. A Last of Us type would be dope. The cycle now, could have been that. Let's man. be real. Let's be real. Okay, wipe your fucking minds. Do you two jabronis really want a Last of Us extraction shooter? You're saying to your, you're saying right now, after all the hype we give PlayStation and what they're known for and do, you're looking at me and go, Mike, a Last of Us extraction shooter would change the landscape. Be fucking real with me. I think right a Last of Us multiplayer thing would be fun. I, I think they just got to figure it out. Like, because Last of Us factions for Last of Us 1 back in 2013, that was a vibe. Like, yeah. that was fire. I enjoyed the different modes. I enjoyed, like, the Last of Us feel. Because I think that's the other thing, is that Last of Us, in terms of its combat, and it's, like, gameplay has such a good feel to it that yeah. I think it could translate well to a multiplayer thing. Again, Extraction is not, like, in the top five of my list of what I want out of that. I yeah. think it, I think if they really committed to it and try to make it happen, maybe you have something fun there. But I also think that you're going to water down a lot of the mechanics. I don't think you can have it be the thing Andy's talking about, where it's, like, you're going to menus and doing a lot of the management. I think you would have to strip back a lot of those elements and make it way more about the moment-to-moment being in the game and being in the gameplay. But at that point, it's like, do we want to make an extraction thing, or do we just want to make a survival 4v4 thing? Or do we want to make a battle royale, which I also think could be dope for um, a, a Last of Us. Like, I would be so down for a multiplayer thing, but... Yeah, like extraction isn't my go-to, just because extraction it doesn't seem like it's the most popular, profitable thing in the world unless you're a handful of games. I, I think the only thing that I'll butt up against that is uh, I think like an extraction shooter or something of that ilk 
works so well within the last of us lore that as much as everybody loved factions when i looked at factions it kind of it feels like you're minimizing this gigantic world that is like totally torn apart and you're all these survivors and it's boiled down to a 4v4 shooter mm-hmm. like that uh, that kind of like minimized what i think of like the whole concept of the last of us so like i feel like an extraction type open world pvp ve game that exists out there where you are taking down clickers and there may be other people over there those may be humans those gunshots could be other players yeah oh you hear somebody over voice over mic oh shit they know we're here like that's the intensity that i want out of a last of us multiplayer style game and i i i guess i know people love the gameplay of factions i know that's why people really gravitated towards it but i am not excited by the idea of a 4v4 team deathmatch but you're last of us like survivors or whatever that just doesn't really make sense to me yeah this to me is forgotten in three months six months mm-hmm. after launch none of y'all are playing this interesting we just move on that's yeah. just how i feel we see this too many times time and time again just stick to what you're good with stick to lock it in uh we have a couple more and then we'll get out of here right away uh we do have a very interesting one from yesterday, Jay wrote in and says, did review codes for Spider-Man 2 go out too early? It is not a long game and has been platinumed already. Spoilers for Spider-Man 2 are already out on Twitter. So, of course, be, don't spoil it. Don't talk about your review. None of that. Mm-hmm. Did the game come out too early? Let me tell you how this game ends. No, it could, it could never come out too early. Yeah. Never too early spoilers aren't no. for people to review it. Here's a spoiler ready. for spoilers. Mm-hmm. Spoilers aren't coming from reviewers. Right? Yeah. Like Spoilers are coming out off of probably people that either broke street date or like people that uh, like, I don't know why, like I'm not gone into the, the spoiler story or like what the mm-hmm. news is there. But like, usually when that stuff happens, like you go back to the last was too. And when spoilers coming out, like that wasn't a reviewer thing, right? Like that was more so that ge- the naughty dog being hacked, right? Or like copies getting out there for some other reason. So I think that's not like really a factor in terms of game reviews coming out early. Um, but yeah, I think for review codes, I don't think there's a such thing as review codes being, given early like yeah, i think that's honestly always, that's we so, don't get enough time <laughs> that's always great to have like a massive grace periods where you aren't uh, again it's it's a luxury to have this job but there it's it's nice to not have to be like all right i have to go home to and i got to put at least five hours into it you know easy for me as somebody who doesn't have a significant other doesn't have a kid won't play soccer with me won't play soccer with mike yeah. Really tough for people like someone like Greg, who has a lot of like more mm-hmm. adult responsibilities at home, and you have to be with the family. And Tim's got his dogs, and he has the Bachelor. You know, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, oh, you and, watch and, like the even Assassin's Creed was like only a week. Like the the main reason why that worked out for me was because Alyssa was out of town this weekend, so that's like why I was able to be given that. And like, yeah, a week is fine for a twenty hour game. I would I would have liked to, you know, yeah, uh, so you're not crunching through and like you're because you're not just playing the game. You're trying to like play the game, collect your thoughts, give like backing reasons of yeah. like why you feel like how you feel and you also know? make the content is the other thing right like you got to build in time in there for people to write the reviews for us to like make record TikToks. the make tiktoks yeah, record the podcast the day, stuff, be- uh-huh. the, the day before and all that and i think the other thing too is that like you know i i understand how blessed i am and how blessed we are right to like be able to do this job that we enjoy where it is we get to play video games that gets to be our, our career and whatnot right but like when you when you build in the time of like, hey, we get in a forty hour game and it's a few weeks before the review embargo, so we have a couple of weeks to play this game that's forty hours. Our jobs don't necessarily stop, 
right? Like I'm still appearing on podcasts for the most part, right? Like there was when I was doing Zelda where like I was able to kind of be off content for a while because that was a hundred hour game that I'm the only person reviewing. And like, I have what two to three weeks to make this happen. And so like, I need more time for that. But with that, right? Like that often infiltrates our free time as well. Where like, I look back at the last six games that I've reviewed in the last month or so, like month and a half. And I'm doing so much of that after work hours. Like that is me. Like I'm, I'm devoting weekends. I'm devoting uh, post work time doing that stuff. Doing that stuff. I'd love to be able to like just review the games during my full time job hours, right? Because it is part of my full time job. And that's not me complaining, but it is me building in like the the nicety of being being able to get a game early enough to where it's like, oh, okay, I can actually do this as part of my job as opposed to take it home and have to like you know form these critical thoughts and like clear out this game and make sure I play enough to then have it like be reviewed at work. And whoever's leaking it, quit being a dick, dude. Yeah, stop being an asshole. Being a dick. Final three, let's get through them right now. Marathon by Bungie, I believe, will be the extraction shooter that is successful and breaks through the mainstream like Fortnite and BRs. I think it... The, the, I mean, the only reason I have the most confident in that is because it's Bungie, and that's going to be a big deal. Is, that P, is it going to be on PC day one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Probably, good. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you yeah. need to have a wider audience. You cannot just do only PlayStation, only Xbox. It needs to be on everything if you want these games to survive. We've seen that time and time again, that there is a number of key elements that need to be put in the pot to make these games successful, right? Crossplay, being on multiple ecosystems, free to play is a big winner, right? Like day one on Game Pass, whatever that may be, there's a lot of pieces that need to go in. So, yeah, hearing that it's on PC day one, that's great. Yeah. I hope Marathon's great, okay. right? Like, I think the only evidence we have to it possibly being great is just the fact that it's being made by Bungie. And so it's mm -hmm. hard for me to go, oh, yeah, I'm excited for Marathon because I don't really know what Marathon is. Um, mm -hmm. But I hope that we get there, it's dope. But I'm also like, Devante. Bungie isn't beyond putting something out, something out that's, like, not great either. Mm -hmm. And so try to balance that. Devante says, here's $2 for surviving the zombie activation. You both survived. Thank you, Devante. And finally, Appreciate CJ you. says, did you mention Housemark's studio expansion? No, I saw it on the news. Uh, it didn't make the show, but it's really cool. Like, I, what I saw is that they're relocating. I didn't even see the fact that they're expanding. Okay. But good for them. They should be. Foam Stars for the win. And thank you, Macho, again for the, the extra $5. Shout out to Foam Stars. Can't wait for Foam Stars. You think I that's going to be a open hit? beta was this weekend. Who knows? Call of Duty's here. Who knows? Who, who knows that's when exact... Call of Duty's here? That's all And thus boils matters. down the whole reason for <laughs> so many issues. Everything get out of the way because here comes Call of Duty. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that has been your Kind of Funny Games Daily Post Show with me, Bless, and Andy. We're going over to the lab to play some Counter-Strike 2. Of course, if you're watching live on YouTube, there's a brand new link. You can go click on it. If you're watching live on Twitch, we'll see y'all in T-minus two seconds.